To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. Shows.com. No mercy. Time for another Cobra Kai podcast. Podcast numero dos. I'm Jay. I'm here with my boys Pete and Mike. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? No mercy. No mercy. Sweep that damn leg. Damn it. <laughs> Always funny. Always good. Always good. I know, man. God, I love this show. I just love this show. I probably shouldn't even love it as much as I do, but I can't help it. I love yeah. this show. I had, I had the same feeling. I was like, I should not like this show. Should not be as good as it is, and I should not like it as much as it is. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and I just checked the premiere episode. Fourteen million views so far. Fourteen million. Oh, wow. Wow. So wow. Uh, obviously, uh, we're not the only ones that like it. Yeah. Go YouTube Red. What's up? I, All right. I'm curious uh, to see how many people they get signing up because of it, right? Because they made two available. The first was available right. without having to even do the trial. I'm curious to see how many people even sign up for the trial just to see the rest. I don't, I don't know how you can't. Like, how do you watch two and be like, eh, never mind? Yeah. No. I mean, how do you not? Hello? Yeah, so if you're listening to this to find out what happens after the first two, like, just disconnect now. That's not cool. Get your YouTube red and check it out. Yep. All right. So this podcast, we're going to just go over episodes two, three, and four. Uh, we're not going to go into crazy detail. We'll talk about a couple of things that happened in each of the episodes. Uh, then we'll, um, we'll all rate the episode. We'll talk about some of what we thought were our pivotal moments from the episode. And then we're going to, you know, talk a little character stuff, uh, who we're rooting for, who we're rooting against, who we want to know more about who should uh, have their legs swept, whatever it might be. Um, and then we'll have uh, episodes five, six, and seven out again in a couple days. So uh, no mercy to that. You guys ready to get started? Let's go. Yeah. All right. All right. Episode two, uh, titled Strike First. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? Um, <laughs> this, this episode was very, or I thought more so, LaRusso focused than Johnny focused. Am I wrong? What do you think? Nope. No, it's definitely this was this is Daniel's life uh, and what he's been up to uh, episode. And it doesn't look good, right? <laughs> well, my favorite line of the episode actually deals with that, but it comes late in the episode, so I don't want to get to it just yet. Oh hell, I don't care. We can go whatever order we want. It's our podcast. Well, but that's it, fine. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Let's, let's, Hit it. Well, I was like, so, it, man. So, Go for it. So, so the I don't care. Episode, and you know, we realize uh, Johnny realizes in the episode, in the first episode, 
that uh, LaRusso's daughter is the one, one of the girls that was involved in the hit and run on his uh, Firebird. Uh, at the end, him and Daniel have that square off on the mat, which was, I think, actually of the series was my favorite single shot. Uh, but we, oh. we can talk about that later. But he tells Daniel, he's like, you got to get your house in order. You've got no fucking clue what's going on and you're under right. your own roof. So don't come and buy business. You, you know, get your stuff in order. And that's really true. Like, Daniel's life is good in a lot of respects, but he definitely doesn't have the uh, all the knowledge that he, he does about what's actually happening. So, Well, let me, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Right now, from what you saw in Episodes 1 and Episodes 2, who has the better life, Johnny or Daniel? I think Daniel does. Um, I don't. I don't know because, sure, he's 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 got a nice house. He's got a nice family. Uh, he's got one heck of a job because he owns a bunch of cool car dealerships. So he's obviously making some money, and he's got everything that he wants. But, uh, I mean, not that we learn a ton, but I think we see things aren't as amazing as they appear to be, especially at home. Right? Yeah. Is it ever? I think that's right. I mean, yeah, comparatively, yeah. He's not living in a, you know, rental apartment that has, you know, furniture that consists of a TV that only plays 80s movies and a chair and <laughs> unlimited cores. You know, I mean, but you know, at the same time, though, I mean, he seems like he's, he's very fragile. He's extremely thin-skinned, it, it, it appears. And uh, he's kind of gone soft. I, I don't know. That, yeah. that was how it struck me. Like, Success has made him lose whatever edge uh, that he had 30 years ago. All right. To the extent that he and that, had an edge. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. But in just the way the realization that, oh, my God, Cobra Kai is back, and just how it almost immediately takes over his life. I mean, just sitting there in the car, it's like, dun, dun, dun. I, like, dude, it's just karate, man. Chill. Holy moly. It's been and it was 34 50 years billion ago. years. Right. Well, yeah. you, you know what I noticed, right? Um, uh. We were talking about last podcast how Johnny is stuck in that, in that moment of, you know, in the past, in the 80s. I feel like when he saw that Cobra Kai symbol, it instantly brought him back. And now he's, he's where Johnny is, where they're, they're both kind of right back now in the past. And, you know, it's, it's something that they must have, like, never gotten over. They just put it aside. Well, at least Daniel put it aside, and now he has to deal with it again. You know what I mean? I don't know if he actually really put it aside, though, man. I think it's one of those things where he almost ignored it, and now it's back in his yeah. face, and he can't handle it. I, I don't know. I mean, he won too. Like he won in 1984. What's his problem? Like, let it go. Yeah, get dude. over it, dude. Uh, well, something you yeah, said, Nick. Though. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. He won, but I don't think he was ever really convinced, and I don't know that it's true that all things being equal, that that plays out the same way again. You know, like... That's true. Johnny Johnny back in the day was the fighter, you know, and Daniel obviously was a very good fighter and did win, but things being, you know, things being equal, it's really hard to shake your bully, even 34 years later. I think that's actually a pretty realistic thing. There are people that don't go to their high school reunion because they don't want to be the people who tormented them when they were younger. And Daniel, in that one moment at that All Valley tournament when, you know, they were 16, 17, won. But overall, like, Johnny lived in his head. Like, that was his bully. That was his, his sure. uh, albatross. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we Team Johnny. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Johnny. And speaking of Johnny, something you just mentioned 60 seconds ago. How much money 
do you think Coors paid to be the beer of choice in this darn series? I've never seen so much Coors banquet beer in my life. I don't, funny, I don't even know when I've when the last time I've had one. Yeah. It's not even Coors Light. It's Coors, and you never see Coors anymore. It, it's very rare, at least right. where I am anyway. No one drinks straight Coors. It's Coors Light. So, yeah, they, they paid definitely a nice penny for the uh, in-episode in, in, in promotions. Well, can, I, you know. can I tell you a story? Please. Three separate trips, and I finally found some. Wow. You went I had, looking? I had, I had, I, dude, I had to get some. I had to. So I'm like... I need to be cool like Johnny, and I haven't had this beer in eight years, so I, I did go looking for some. It took three shots, but I finally found some. So funny. I don't know. Take that. I don't know the last time that I saw real cores in, like, a store. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Because this was bothering me the whole time. When he walks in and sees his daughter having the party with all her friends there, and they're all wearing his bathing suits, and he says, take them off and leave them here. I'm sorry. That's not the way I play my game. If, if a bunch of dudes are wearing the bathing suits, guess what? They now own those bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. And, yes, we're talking about her daughter having a pool party while they were not supposed to be home. But you know what's more important to me than that? Why does he have 75 damn bathing suits, dude? Yes. <laughs> Where is he going? What? what? I think at one point in my life, I might have had three different ones, and I thought that was ridiculous. Um, and that was just because, sure. like, I couldn't find one at one point, so I had to go buy another one or whatever. But that dude has, like, 74 bathing suits. What the hell? That's, what that's, a, that's, that's a metaphor for what success has done to Daniel LaRusso. I think so, He's dude. nothing better to do than to go buy another bathing suit. He's like, eh, I guess I'll go buy some more bathing suits. I think so. I think so. So in this episode two, uh, we learn a little bit about Johnny's son. And we get to learn a little bit about Sam's boyfriend. Um, Johnny, Johnny gets a phone call because Robbie's been jacked. What do you get jacked for? You guys remember? Drugs. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And, uh, I guess he wasn't supposed to be the one to be called. And we learned kind of that the mom, the ex, whatever, is uh, not so readily available. And uh, Robbie gives him <clears throat> some lip service on the phone. So obviously this relationship not so good. And it kind of explains why he's got a picture of the kid from 2010 on his refrigerator, huh? That doesn't look yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, looks like everybody's got issues. Right? Ed Asner, right, who's Sid, the stepdad, he says, uh, and he alludes to the fact that he's got a son, a 16-year-old son, in the first episode. Uh, but yeah. he also he also says you're, he, you don't see him very often, obviously, the dated picture. And the state of their relationship seems to bear that out. So True story. Yeah. yeah. Mom doesn't seem to be great, though, either. <laughs> no. Obviously not. Obviously not. Uh, how about Kyler, the boyfriend? And uh, what do you guys think of him here? We, he comes over for dinner, and there's this whole to-do, and uh, that didn't quite go according to plan, huh? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I thought because this is you know, the Karate Kid, and this is such a um, parallel reflection of like the original story, 
And I still believe it's possible, but I was under the impression that Kyler and his friends from the first episode were going to be part of another karate dojo, or new karate at least, and that was going to be the whole beef where he was going to have to face Kyler in the end. And oh. you know, I'm, hoping it play, I'm hoping it plays out like that because, you know, that's kind of like, you know, Johnny was with his crew, you know, when they were messing with Daniel. But I did bring up some points about the dinner, which is, um, first of all, what the heck is Ponzi Toro? Second of all, whatever <laughs> I've been going to people's houses for dinner for years, and you yeah. know to not to not get in a situation like that, I always ask, "Hey, what are we going to eat? What's for dinner?" You know what I'm saying? This way, if they say something really bad that I know is going to be a bad reaction, I can either try to change it or cancel if I have to. So, what's up with that? Really, I have never thought to ask what someone's making for dinner they when I have someone's house. Out. <laughs> that's when you that's when you chew it up and spit it in your napkin or you feed it to the dog over <laughs> the people. Oh, and then you get caught and now you're in trouble. We'd like you to come uh, over to Pete. Uh, what, uh, what are you having for dinner? Because I know uh, Jay knows what Ponzi Toro is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's that's my go to. That's always my go to. Uh you know what's funny is I'm a little bit of both your sides here. Number one, uh I don't know that I necessarily ask, but I might try to find out what's for dinner. Uh, but I eat most things, so I guess it's not that much of a concern. But I also agree with Mike. Like, you at least pretend to eat it, even if you hate it. Yeah. I mean, you go hit the Taco you know. Bell on the way home afterwards. <laughs> right. Um, and I thought it was very telling. I think that helps me to believe that Kyler is not a cool dude because he was straight up like, yeah, I don't eat that crap. Get that away from me. And I was like, what do you mean? That's what I would have did. <laughs> that, nah, man, those dude, are the poor you, manners, dude. Those right. are the poor manners. You, you're there with, at your girlfriend's parents' house, dude. Put it in your mouth and shut up, right? Also, as a teenager, right? A teenager at someone's house, that's exactly how a teenager A teenager is supposed to be like, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Right. And you fucking deal yeah. with it. Like, as an okay, adult, but, maybe you could be like, yeah, that's not really what I like to eat, but don't worry about it. Like, as a both, teenager, both, like, you should kiss an ass. <laughs> both of you guys are parents, right? So yeah. my question is to you guys, if your kid brings a friend over and you know that the friend's coming over for dinner, are you going to cook something that nobody else has ever heard of? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Why? What happened? What's good with a couple of burgers and, and some fish sticks? Uh, Kyler loves fish sticks. <laughs> Yeah, number one, I'm never serving fish sticks. And number two, you know, when, uh, especially for me, because I have daughters here, uh, and if a boy's coming over, I might cook some crazy stuff just to make that kid squirm, show him yeah. I'm in control. See like, how about out. this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what like, your commitment looks like. That, that way, afterwards, <laughs> I can be like, uh, I'll be like, Libby, that, that guy is no good. Did you see him? He wouldn't. He wouldn't eat the octopus livers that I served, and I shipped those straight in from Japan. Like this is bullshit. Yeah, I might do something crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> These are Kobe steaks. <laughs> and, and I'll definitely be cutting cutting whatever it is with a super huge knife too, and being like, "This is my weapon of choice, young man. How are you tonight?" <laughs> See, I thought I thought I, I thought Kyler was completely inappropriate. But it was like a it was like a like a sushi fish th- that they were making, right? Wasn't that what it was? Something, it yeah, like a sushi, yeah. yeah. Sushi. So yeah. I was sitting there thinking, are these just are they also just being kind of like racist, assumptuous, you know, assumptions <laughs> yeah. like assholes? Yeah. Like, yeah. That was exactly how I took it because you know that's exactly how Daniel 
comes off as. He's like, he's Asian. He must eat sushi. Yeah. So we've got to yeah. serve some kind of highbrow uh, Asian sushi dish. So I thought he was inappropriate, but I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was exactly what Daniel in his fancy, fancy house on his fancy, fancy neighborhood would serve, you know, just because <laughs> an Asian kid's coming over. Like, it would have been like yeah. some high-end Italian uh, uh, pasta dish, you know, if it was like an Italian kid coming over. So. You see, I wondered that. I wondered that too, but then I couldn't remember if a uh, Daniel had seen a picture of the kid, or seen him at school, or something, or even if Sam ever described him as Asian to him. I wasn't. I don't know that that ever happened. So I wasn't sure if I could go with that inappropriateness of the sushi. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe giving more credit here. Anyway, yeah. but funny scene, oh, funny scene though, and tells you everything you need to know about Kyler. If if, if the yep. bullying scene from the mini mart in the first episode wasn't enough, right? Uh, correct. Agree one hundred percent. Let's get into uh, episode three a little bit. Um, I put some notes down just as things to talk about. Um, obviously, we see him building the business. We see Miguel getting a little bit tougher. Um, we learn that uh, Larusso really doesn't trust Kyler so much. Um, we see a cool pool scene, um, but more importantly, the episode is entitled Esqualito. Uh, you know what that means, Pete? Put you on the spot, um, Esqualito? No clue at all. Uh, shameful, shameful. It means skeleton. Now, why ah. might this be be entitled skeleton? Oh, this I wonder why. Mike? Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I, I listen. I was watching this with my son. And he sees the skeleton costume. And he's like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And that is what I'm going as for Halloween this year. I was like, easy, easy, Tiger. But, uh, <laughs> well, obviously, you know, uh, Miguel channeling his inner Cobra Kai, he recreates the very famous Halloween costume that the bad Cobra Kai guys uh, yeah. wear in the, in the Karate Kid movie when they, uh, when they not only cheat, well, to be fair, Daniel puts the hose uh, water uh, on them, right, when they're doing drugs in the bathroom stall. And then they proceed to chase him all over God's green country. Alleged drugs. Alleged drugs. Allegedly, they're taking uh, (laughs) Ambien or Benadryl. Uh, Yeah, but they're wearing the exact same kind of, you know, very realistic skeleton costume with the face paint and everything. And Miguel goes after the annual Halloween costume in this series. So it's a nice callback, again, because Miguel's this nice guy, like, He's, he's, he's using karate to, like, empower himself, but emulating this guy who, as a, as a child himself, was the worst kind of embodiment of a bully. So it's a nice juxtaposition how they're showing mm-hmm. him doing these things that his sensei did, but <laughs> right. in a completely different right. way. I, it's, it's just a nice – it's just good storytelling, I think. Yeah. Plus, it well, was really cool to see that outfit come back. I mean, that was uh, really cool to see that outfit come back. The, the face paint is fantastic in that, in that. Yeah. Well, he yeah. didn't have much options. Did you see his other options for costume? <laughs> uh, yes, we did. Unfortunately, uh, that now, wasn't so here's, good. Here's the interesting thing about the Halloween party that I noticed. So the Halloween date. Um, he start the show started when he was just when he was going to start school. He didn't start school yet. So now that he has started school and now he's in Halloween, you got to think two months have passed. I try to I try to keep tra- track of the timeline. To see how long this has been going on, how long this dojo's been open, and how long this kid's been training for, you know? Because, like, 
where's the you know where's where's the stuff? How, what's going to happen now? Is he going to? How does he become? You know, I don't want him to become a super a super karate guy overnight. I want it to to play out over the time. So I like the fact that they do that little Halloween thing, and not just for the skeleton part, the skeleton part, but also because that helps someone like me with the timeline. That makes sense. I'm okay with that. Yep. Yeah, and they're, now, showing, about- they're showing the. Uh, uh, they're showing the, the the they're good with the montages too in the show. Um, Very good. Yeah, they had they had one, they had one in this episode too where he's trying to break the board, uh, right? They're using the board as like a as a marking stick of his progress. Uh, and I think at, by the end of the episode, I, I think it's in episode three where he finally gets to break the board. Like, you know, he enough time has passed and enough training has a, a, a mass for him that he breaks the board. So. Anyway. How about uh, their prep for this dance? I mean, I know the dance is towards the end of the thing, but I had to talk about the skeleton thing. I loved how they, in the school, they're prepping for the dance and our politically correct world. And uh, the lady's like, maybe instead of being a sexy nurse, you could be a gender-neutral hospital employee. <laughs> like, <laughs> what in the hell? Uh and I think that goes into the storyline, though, pretty good with all the Cobra Kai stuff, like, no yeah. mercy, no mercy. Yeah, There's no safe space you need to, yeah. Don't be a pussy. That's, I mean, um, that's, the, that's Johnny Lawrence's motto. Don't be a pussy. Right. Like, reject your generation, your generational, you know, desire for a safe space and do it your damn yeah. self. It's, it's him throwing out the asthma inhaler. In the beginning of the second episode, he's like, I right. don't care about this made, these made-up ailments. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not it's an actual medical thing. <laughs> My bronchial tubes don't work. That's bullshit. Which, you know, we which I have to admit, which I have to admit, um, I do respect. I'm, I'm all for people feeling secure and safe and stuff, but I also, I also grew up where I didn't ride my bike with a helmet. And I rode a skateboard not knowing what I was doing. And I played outside at night. And, uh, you know, I didn't have all these things to protect me. And I think that I'd learned from it. So I I feel some respect towards this, a toughen up kind of stuff. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm with that. I I 100% agree with you. I, I have... This is not not germane to this podcast, but I have a lot of feelings about how parents are raising their kids in general uh, these days versus how we were brought up. And uh, I don't know that they're doing them any favors. So I think right. Johnny Lawrence's whole approach is actually pretty refreshing. Uh, yeah. Team Johnny. As a parent. Team I mean, Johnny. As, yeah. as a parent myself of a small child, I think it's refreshing to see someone. You know, this you know what? I'm going to agree with Mike a thousand percent because I'm not a parent, but I realized that when he came in and kicked the kids out of the backyard for just crash, for having a pool party without permission, right? All these kids are there. And the wife tells him that he's going to embarrass his daughter, so he should go apologize. Are you yeah. – what, what world does that <laughs> yeah. work? I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. Right. Yeah. Come I mean, on. I'm not I apologizing. Fully I fully subscribe to you know agree so you don't fight. But she was so far up. She looked like she had alien antenna coming out of her head. When she said go <laughs> apologize. Apologize. Yeah. Well, yeah. You best be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's with you that's guys exactly 100%. right though. Yeah. The, I want to be my child's friend uh, instead of my the child's parent kind of thing. Yeah. So. And, why does and, Jay? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, you hit on it. Why? Why do? Why do you think in this episode Daniel freaks out about Taylor when he walks in and he, he you know he's he's like what are you doing with her? 
during the dance. What gets into his head, even though it's his mortal enemy? Why is he like that? You tell me. The end of the second episode, uh, when uh, Johnny is talking to him at the end in, in, the, in the dojo, he warns him off about not knowing what his daughter's up to and who she's hanging out with yeah. and who her friends are. He, like, puts that in there, and, and as much of an enemy as Daniel, you know, sees Johnny as, I think that, like, plants, like, a little, a little spider a seed. in his yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. And it plays I on agree. his mind. You know? I agree. So. And, anyway. and while we're talking about all this parenting stuff or whatever, just on a total side note, I actually talked to Mike about this earlier. Um, I coach kids sports all the time. And we had a soccer game this morning and we were playing against uh, the other team is coached by a really good friend of mine. And so, of course, I definitely cannot lose that game. And at one point, I think about 10 minutes into the game, uh, one of my defenders, I, you know, she, she wasn't awake yet. You know, sometimes it takes kids a little time to wake up or whatever. And I'm like, you need to wake up out there. No mercy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, and I couldn't I couldn't help it. I just I just couldn't help it. I'm like, yes, I am Johnny Lawrence on the soccer field. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, Sorry. speaking of go Pete. What? Well no, I was gonna say speaking of coaching, um, I feel like from watching these episodes, uh Johnny Lawrence is a great karate guy and he knows how to set up the drills, but does he really know how to teach the karate? Because does he really know how to teach the drills? He's just telling him a bunch of stuff to do. I don't. I haven't yet seen Johnny take the time to show him things. And maybe they're doing it, and they're just not showing us it because that's you know takes a little more time, and they want to you know cram the story perfectly. But I feel like he's not a good teacher right now, and he's gonna have to figure it out as he goes along. And I believe he will. Well, he's new to this too, you know. Yes, uh, exactly. He wasn't a sensei before, and. I mean, let's be honest, his sensei was probably good in some aspects, but definitely not so good in some others. So uh, I think he's got to learn along the way, you know, trial by fire. Yeah, I think a lot of teaching, uh, I mean, just I glean from my own life. I mean, a lot of teaching when you're teaching these kinds of things, if you don't know what you're doing at the beginning, it's a lot of you do it and then you turn to your student and say, okay, do that. Do what I just did without a lot of like, you know, it's like step one, you know, open the box. Step three, yeah. be rich. Yeah. With like the whole, yeah right. right. The whole, all, the, all the good details are kind of like missing, you know, and I right. think that's where Johnny is at right now. And, and besides being a teacher, uh, in this episode, we see him trying to market his business. I'm not sure that he's a, a great marketer. <laughs> Handing out flyers to random people, hiring homeless people to twirl signs. Uh, not so good, Johnny. That's not going to bring you in a lot of business. Um, I'm hoping that turns around for him. What does he call the guys on the basketball court? It's the most 90s version. Oh, Broham. Oh, bro, 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 that's what it was. I couldn't remember Broham, Broham. It, it made me, it almost made me yeah. myself. It was so funny. It was, cause it's so, yeah. He was trying to be so hip, and it, that's so dated already. It's, it's pretty funny. Did you yeah. guys know that was, every time yeah. he walks around with those flyers, He's just like just takes a shot at his pride because something always happens every time he has those flies in his hands. He sees the yeah. brohams. They they say, "Oh, we'd rather just talk to them." But you know, learning karate from a crazy old guy. <laughs> right. And then the next right. time he runs into Larusso at the at the school, like, "What are you doing at the school? Like, what are you doing? There's a bunch of kids that you post the flies at the same time. You can't find a different time to post flies." Yeah, poor Johnny, poor Johnny. He's learning. He's learning. I'm still rooting for him. <laughs> 
He's learning. Uh, let's see. Episode four is entitled Cobra Kai Never Dies because I think there's some question what as to whether mean, or not uh, <laughs> Cobra Kai should stick around, uh, especially because Miguel does get his ass kicked uh, at the end of episode three and his prize student is temporarily gone, at least. Um, uh, we learn a little bit more about Robbie, uh, who is a con artist at best, um, but more so just a jerk. He's the bad guy in my mind. Uh, uh-huh. Kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, the interesting billboard choice for uh, LaRusso Motors. Um, let's see. We find out Robbie isn't going to school anymore. The sausage delivery, which was hilarious from Coles, the other dealer in the area. Uh, Sam learns about her boyfriend uh, by being in the library at the time that Kyler, I didn't want to say it attacks uh, everybody, but they pull the little bullying move. Yeah, you heard yeah. them. Yeah. Um, we watched LaRusso with his karate kick to the coffee at uh, Cole's. And uh, what else? Oh, Sam and Kyler do go to the movies, and it does not go so well. And we end this episode with Johnny in a diner or ice cream shop or something um, watching another father and son. Um, and he, this motivates him to go get Miguel back. This episode had a ton of stuff in it, I thought. Probably the most so far. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. Yeah, def- definitely character development, too. Um, yeah. I think it really sets in a lot of pieces for the season in this episode. Let, let's start with Robbie, though, because uh, we, we do see the whole laptop thing, and we do learn he's no longer going to school, and the, the I don't know, the little uh, interaction between him and Johnny. What do you guys think about Robbie so far? Hmm. I hate him. <laughs> do you hear what he told, he told his dad? He said, Mom said, Mom don't care if I don't go to school, so you can't say nothing. I'm out. Like, that was it. I don't know. I, yeah. I just, he has that face where you just can't trust him. I don't know. Yeah. He is every little asshole kid I've ever known in my entire life. Like, wrapped up as <laughs> one and yeah. and baptized by Satan. I dislike him more than any, any, any character I dislike on television. He looks yeah. like a jerk. He acts like I, there's nothing about him I like. No, really? Yeah. Oh, out of really, all of really television, like that's the one you hate the most. <laughs> uh, in this very moment, yeah, I'm very, I'm very anti Team Robbie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Me too. Uh, remind me off air. Um, I'll tell you what Amy said about Robbie. I'm not sure that it's appropriate for the podcast, but it cracks me up, and I think it's 100 percent accurate. I think you should say it. I think you definitely say it. The people it. demand to know. Come on, man. I think the mo- a know, dress it up, dress child, it up. I think, I think I definitely Make want to hear PG, her take yeah. on Robbie. Make it PG, you different words. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna, we're going to protect our brand just in case. That's not cool. Just remind me afterwards, and if you guys think it's right, okay, so what, maybe so in the next I'm podcast hearing, we'll bring it up. So what I'm hearing is that you want the people listening to this podcast to, to hashtag tell us Jay for the next podcast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. You give me enough tell us J's and I'll consider it. All right. Ooh, I like that. But I agree. He is a jerk. Total, total jerk. <laughs> um, thoughts on the billboard. Was that an improvement or uh, uncalled Call, for? Oh, LaRusso's. Uh, um, LaRusso and the uh, little uh, penis drawing. I thought Coles was good too, but LaRusso's was pretty funny You got if you ask me. 
It was pretty funny. And his reaction just totally cracks me up. So funny. He's got uh, he's got some issues there where the he's demanding the police to go find those people now because yeah, there aren't any murderers or rapists or anything out there. You gotta get the penis drawers. You, and that's I, like point. His, I like his wife so much more than I like him. And it's just like her call like like her calling him out and be like, You've gotta settle the hell down, dude. Like your perspective <laughs> right. is, is shocked. Uh, right. like she, even she is like even even she and I you see in the beginning of this episode, but it definitely becomes a thing. She can see the change in Daniel, which all yes. coincided with him being yes. stopped at that red light and seeing that dojo open again. Cobra like, Kai. His whole world yep. is crumbling. It's, it's, I mean, and right. kudos right. to Ralph Macchio. He's really selling it. Like, you could see him losing grasp on everything that he thought he had tied down and a hold of. Yep. It's just like evaporating yep. in his hands, and I love it. I love watching it. It's, just, it's great acting, I think. But yeah. this was so much more. This, this billboard was so important as far as character development and to get an, a glimpse of what Daniel LaRusso is really like. When the slightest thing that happens that doesn't harm nobody or affect anybody, like you said, he wants to stop the cops from looking for murderers so they can go find this guy when they can't even do anything to the guy. So what are they going to find him for? But if he's in mind of Daniel LaRusso, I'm telling you, yeah. he's the type of guy who when the littlest thing goes wrong, the whole world needs to stop for him. And that just shows you that he's a jerk. That's what I'm saying. And that's what that scene showed you. It wasn't about the billboard. It was about the way he reacted to the billboard, I feel. Tell well, us how you really feel. I think it definitely goes towards this whole concept of his entire, his entire world is, is just fragile, you know, egg sitting on the edge of a branch. He's, you know, the, the whole thin skin thing, the, the, uh, a guy who's really secure in his success and his life, this is going to roll off your back. Maybe even something you laugh about, you know, like, that's, that's pretty funny. Like, you know, whatever people are going to be talking about it, you know. Uh, maybe people come to the, the – like a guy who's really secure in his life is maybe at most going to be upset about it. He's not going to be calling SWAT out to, uh, to, to go hunt down the, the perpetrator, the pink perpetrator. Um, I agree. Yeah, I think it really does a good job with a very little uh, dialogue shows you exactly his entire mental state, which is not great, which is not, not great. So. 100% agree. Hundred percent agree. Two big pivotal moments in this show, um, at least in my mind. Number one, we learned in episode two that uh, I'm just gonna say it. Kyler's a shit bag. Um, but we learn he really is in this episode. We see though what happens in the library. Then we see what happens in the movies with Sam. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that whole that whole situation? I'm glad she stood up for herself. I'm glad that she saw things as they really are. I was afraid she might not. What about you guys? Uh, same. I'm glad she stood up for herself. I like seeing her. Uh, we see it a couple times. I like seeing her defend herself without a, a, a moment's notice. Uh, I'm a big right. believer. Is, again, a separate. I, I, I completely separate from this. I'm a big believer in girls learning self-defense for these exact sure. reasons. And he's sure. such a, a yeah. This was a this is the nail in the Kyler coffin. You know and. Yep. Uh, you know, like she, there's no turning back for her. She's she's fully convinced now. This guy, you know, 100% total douchebag. You know, not someone I'm going to be with, which is good for her. Right. Good for her then. Good for her then. 100%. Her 100%. Yeah. And then Cobra Kai never dies because we do see Johnny, uh, like, have a, I don't know, a moment 
um, where I think he sees how Miguel can help him and he can help Miguel. And he does go and talk to the mom and kind of ask for forgiveness and permission to have him back. Thought that was a very, very powerful uh, scene there at the end of the episode. He didn't give up, and that's what that showed us. It showed us he wasn't giving up, and now he's going all in or nothing with this Cobra Kai, and I couldn't right. be more excited about it. For sure. Yeah, For sure. I like it. So, uh, quick note, how long before Johnny and the mom bone? Because that's still going <laughs> to happen, right? I mean, maybe we got to play long-term, long game here, but that's something that's going to definitely happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely, definitely. I that, definitely yeah. see those two coming together. Yeah, Definitely see that. If they can't get Elizabeth Shue on the show, uh, definitely for sure. He's yeah, be- come on, Elizabeth. Yeah, Johnny's gonna go elsewhere. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Oh well, it's TV, so they'll wait till Johnny goes elsewhere, is involved in a relationship for a little bit, <laughs> and then she'll come back out of nowhere. Like, oh, right. you know, Johnny? And say, Johnny, I missed you. <laughs> Do you know what? For Elizabeth Shue, you dump her. You dump her and you <laughs> dump her as fast as humanly possible. Dude, I walked out of. Oh, I, can, I, can, I, can I share a personal note? Uh, yeah. I walked out of Adventures in Babysitting when I was nine, eight, eight years old, and if I hadn't yet started puberty, that movie sprung me into puberty so fast. I love <laughs> Elizabeth Shue and everything about that movie. If you haven't watched Adventures in Babysitting, pause. We'll wait. Go watch it. It's fucking amazing, right. and she is so hot. She's the ultimate yeah. babysitter. Like she is. Yep. Oh, oh, I can't even. It's probably not appropriate for radio, but oh my god, she uh, <laughs> she did a number yeah. on old Mike here back in the day. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good old Allie. All right, let's rate these episodes one to ten, um, and let's just do it as a grouping: two, three, and four, since we're talking about them all in you know in one podcast. Uh, we were rating them in karate chops. One karate chop means mm, not so good. Ten means absolutely amazing. Pete, where do you fall? One to ten karate chops. I'm gonna give it six this week. Six <gasps> this week. Yes, I gave it. I think like nine last week. And yeah. it was a good opening up for the first episode, but I felt like it, I felt like the time was moving just a little too slow than I would like. Plus, if I go nines across the board, that's just boring. I want to be realistic. It wasn't. <laughs> it, I, I, I honestly, it wasn't like two, three, four was nonstop action with everything I wanted. There was some bad right. parts with some people that I don't like, including you know, like Mike said, Robbie's just a jerk. So you know, because Robbie's a jerk, I'm going to downgrade it a few points and give it a six until Robbie gets his butt beat. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. Okay, okay. Mike, what about you? Uh, I'll put it up in the scale. See, I started, I gave myself some wiggle room last year, I, uh, last week. I think I started at eight uh, karate chops. I think I'll, I'll move it up to a solid nine karate chops. I like Very how nice. they're moving everyone's story. I like that we're, it's not all one note. There's there's complexities. Everyone's got flaws. Sure. Everyone's got pluses. Uh, I like sure. it. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... Uh, a little closer to Mike than I am Pete. I'm going to say eight and a half karate chops here because um, I agree. I think we're learning a lot about the characters. And I mean, for three episodes, this is only an hour and a half of television. I This is where I disagree with you a little bit, Pete, in that I think we're moving along pretty nicely for an hour and a half of television um, with everything we're learning, um, the little callbacks that we're getting, the little flashbacks that we get, um, the moments in time where we see our characters become stronger or even some become weaker um i just think uh i think it's a, a strong set of episodes and it keeps you 
you can't turn off four and not want to see five. You know, if you watch two, three, four, you need to go see five. You can't go to bed or like, oh, let's go out to dinner instead. No, you're going to watch five. Um, how about the most pivotal moment for you guys in these episodes? Did you have one that stuck out more so than another? Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to move the storyline, but something that obviously was a good moment for you. You appreciated, you liked, you thought was really good. Uh, did you have one that stuck out for you? Do you want to go, Mike? Uh, yeah, my favorite, my favorite scene, and I said before, was the end of that second episode where uh, Daniel and Johnny are on the mat in the dojo in Cobra Kai with all, you know, at nighttime, and they're, they're framed at the opposite ends of the screen with a mat in between them. And I yeah. thought it was just such a good, good uh, bridge to this movie. If you, weren't, if you weren't fully brought up the date from the movie, and that's what you knew, I feel like mm-hmm. that shot really kind of puts you into, you know, 34 years. I think pivotal-wise, I think Johnny finding Miguel, you know, beat to unconsciousness at the end of uh, the skeleton episode, I think is, yes. is the most pivotal episode of the episode. I think, yeah, it, I think it puts him on his footing of, I failed this kid already. Like, I have to be yes. all in, not only for myself, but this kid who I've now taught some yeah. knowledge and is dangerous, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's my choice. That's totally my choice because I feel like you're right in that um, in this moment, he he does. He has to make that I'm all in or I'm all out. There's no in between with this. Um, And then moving that along into the end of episode four where he's sitting there eating and this almost epiphany comes that I can't let this kid down and I need this kid and let's make this happen. I think that those kind of two little circumstances put together is my uh, big pivotal moment from the, from the show so far. How about you, Pete? Well, the scene, like Mike said, when they lined up on the mat and you just kind of see like, you're like, wow, like it's about to go down. Like, let's do it. Like you kind of just almost want the episode to get extended for them to get into a beef to see who's going to win this, this face off so many years later. But that was my favorite scene. The most pivotal I felt that reached out the most to me was when Miguel was in the car, and I believe his mom picked him up and was like, oh, let's go. I think it was to the movies or the arcade or something. And he's like, why? So you, I can't go to karate? And it just showed oh, me that, yes. Yes. that Miguel is, is obsessed with karate, but in a good way because he found something to focus his attention on. He loves it. Mm-hmm. He wants to do Somebody it. And anybody who's it. ever loved the sport or had a hobby knows, you know, he's only with the sensei. If the sensei says, you got to strike first, and somebody confronts him, he's striking first, even if he doesn't know what he's doing. So I feel like Miguel is all in, and that was a very pivotal moment because now with Miguel all in on, on um, Johnny, Johnny realizes that, and I think that's what kind of helped turn Johnny to say, hey, you know what? This kid's all in on me. Let me go all in, all in on this kid, too. So that was a pivotal moment for me. Good deal. I like it. Uh, our character picks. I want to know who someone is that you're rooting for, someone you're rooting against, against, and who is your team pick. I'm going to go first here. Uh, I am um, definitely rooting against Robbie. I don't like this kid. Um, he is suspicious in 87 different ways. I don't like him at all. Um, I am totally rooting for Johnny. I love Johnny in this so far. I don't think you're going to change my mind on it. And because of that, I am Team Johnny, Cobra Kai, no mercy, all the way. What about you, Mike? Uh, Team Johnny, uh, hardcore Team Johnny. Rooting for Miguel. uh, I I like the idea of the kid 
you know, doing it him, his damn self. You know, like I've been bullied. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run to a teacher. I'm not going to run to a principal. Right. I'm not going to run to a safe space. You know, I'm, I'm going to take my life in my own hands and I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do to be able to protect myself. Uh, root for him. Fucking hate Robbie. Hope he gets pinned underneath the train track and run over 16 times. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I hope Daniel gets his, his head, uh, head out of his ass. You know, I right. think I think there's a Daniel that you can root for. I just don't think we've seen him yet. I think nah. I think he'll need nah. a couple more dicks in his mouth on a billboard before he, you know, <laughs> right back down to reality. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Pete? All right. Um, I used to be Team Johnny. I am now Team Miguel. I'm rooting for Miguel. I don't hate Robbie as much as you guys do at the moment. I'm more of an anti-Kyler guy, and I'm just rooting mm-hmm. for Miguel to beat the shit out of Kyler before okay. I even readdress That's the situation fair. with Johnny and Daniel, I feel. I need, I need Miguel fair. to learn karate and beat up Kyler. No, That's fair. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, let's see. So many shows.com. We'll have this up shortly. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back in a couple of days with uh, episode five, Counterbalance, episode six, Quiver, episode seven, All Valley. Um, all this good Cobra Kai stuff. In the meantime, we'll stay no mercy. You stay no mercy too. Anything else before we go, guys? Anything else? Um, I got two, two little side go. notes. One is a boba sounds terrible. And the second question was the second thing I have to say, which is a question is how many push-ups can you guys do on your knuckles? <laughs> one, one, <laughs> one. Uh, I can do 150 in 25 uh, push-up segments. That's a Spartan guy. Actually, I'm going to change my answer after hearing uh, <laughs> Mike's. I can do 160 in 25 years. 25 years. Uh, it's, it's, a part of, it's a part of your black belt test. You have to be able to do it on your knuckles. Yep. No it's true. Uh, it's true. But no, they're really hard to do, though, and it hurts. Uh, you really have to build up calluses, actually. It's uh, his his reaction, Miguel's reaction to doing a push up on his knuckle is the exact right reaction to doing a push up on your knuckle, or any kind of push up. Honestly, <laughs> they are right. the worst. Right. They are the Ugly. worst. But uh, uh, spoilers for me: episode five, six, and seven may be my favorite section of the series. Uh oh! I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very excited about where the show goes in those episodes. So uh, I hope everyone listening is too, and I uh, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, then that'll wrap this bad boy up. Thanks for listening to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai podcast from so many shows.com. Uh, we'll be back soon with those next three episodes. Until then, see ya. Later. Cobra Kai.